Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we're talking about how to make money, how to keep it, how to invest it, how to use your team, and we're starting 19 Like, can you believe we are headed into 2019 and we're starting with predictions, financial predictions in different categories. I will be having a series on through uh, this whole month from stock market to real estate to cannabis, what's happening in those industries, what's going to happen financially. And we're starting today out with cryptocurrency, digital currency, blockchain. So I have, I'm going to say world leading experts Really recent partners, super excited to do business with these guys. Walt and David are here today. And uh, I want to have both of you introduce yourselves, how you got into this. I mean, you really, especially David, I mean, you've been leading for over a decade in a, or say a topic, a conversation, a transaction that most people don't believe in. And uh, we're going to get into the statistics. Uh, we're going to get into due diligence. But let's start with our extraordinary guest today. So, Walt and David, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Hey, Laurel. Thank you. So uh, why don't each of you just take a few minutes and just introduce uh, yourselves to our audience and uh, a little bit about how you even got into this. And not only just into it like lightly, I mean, this is what you do all the time, 24-7. Yeah, as of the past few years, yes, uh, Laurel. So I started in web development around 2001. So I've been working at home since then, also doing kind of marketing strategy for some bigger brands, along with media production for my own businesses. And it was around 2013 or 14 where I I started getting more serious about looking into cryptocurrency, doing a little trading with it, and really digging into the blockchain technology side of it. Because as exciting as cryptocurrency is, like the blockchain is really a big movement going on here. And I I often relate it to uh, like late 90s World Wide Web. I mean, it's that large. It's like you look at virtual reality and augmented reality and medical marijuana and, you know, these industries, <laughs> it's bigger than those combined. Like that's how much of an impact blockchain technology is going to have. So as I often do with stuff I'm interested in, I just like mm-hmm. to jump in and work on it. Like I like to just work on a project that's uh, involved with it. And the first one that I did that with was Music Coin. So we're going jumping to like late 2016 and worked there for about half a year and moved on to another platform called uh, Musiconomy and then met up with Walt. And then I also advise a few other projects that are running on EOS right now, which we can explain maybe another time. But yeah, that's and Music Coin's the largest streaming platform on any blockchain. It was the first that worked. So that was cool to have be a part of that because we went through the whole process of getting on the popular exchanges, you know, creating the currency, creating a token economy. So once I went through that, I just I just love <laughs> I love building this stuff. I love going through this process with the startup and uh, and making it work. But that's where we are today. So yeah, how did you and Walt become partners? Maybe Walt, you want to jump in and talk about how you've gotten more involved uh, with David as well. 
Yeah. So I had my own project that was non-crypto. I started out trading myself, ended up in a long story, the seller mandate for one of the largest private sellers of Bitcoin in the world and really was involved in the trading side of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, got involved with a lot of altcoins. And I had a project going that was non-crypto that uh, we gained about 20,000 people on our website without the crypto. And I started really investigating the blockchain and how it could uh, benefit my project and brought some great people in, David being probably the most valuable uh, member of our team. And with lots of experience with Music Coin and the different parallels of business that he was involved with that kind of fit with our company. And we brought David in and he has architects uh, along with myself, an amazing way to uh, use an altcoin on uh, the Talent Joe platform, which is our project. So David's uh, very knowledgeable, as you can see, with crypto. And, you know, every day it's changing out there. There's so many new great things happening. We're so early into this technology and the blockchain's is going to revolutionize the whole industry. It is bigger than anything that we've ever seen. It'll be the biggest distribution of wealth probably the world's ever seen. There's no doubt. Yeah. And so what's interesting is, and before I call, I was describing how I've been describing it, which, you know, I think so many people are skeptical, right? And so you guys had said that the statistics are what? 4% of Americans. You said, why don't you go through some of the statistics of how, Although it's the greatest transfer of wealth and another number, which I we'd have to validate the number, but I've heard it several times in the last just under two years, 18 to 24 months, more wealth has been transferred in digital currency, specifically Bitcoin, than any other time and even the history of our world, more wealth has already been moved. Is that true? How would you speak to kind of the, the current statistics? And we'll talk about the prediction of what's going to be coming down the pipe. Yeah, I'll take part of that. And Walt, you can uh, maybe follow up with the OTC uh, <laughs> ecosystem because yeah. I don't think people think that much about it, but it's it's massive. But anyway, yeah, it's it is roughly about five percent of uh, Americans own a cryptocurrency. That percentage is higher in overseas, and that's partly due to the rate of regulation. A lot of uh, European countries and, uh, you know, South Pacific countries are are really moving much faster than the states, which is a little frustrating, but everything's rising. I mean, Coinbase is by far the largest crypto wallet in the world, and it's an American company. So that's a good thing. And they're during busy times in the market, they are gaining uh, over a million users a day. It's that large. Like, I think they're a $7 billion company right now, and they're only a few years old. They started from nothing. So that kind of shows you uh, how fast and how big this uh, industry is moving. And then, yeah, like uh, another number is like I hear a lot is around 30% of Americans have even heard of cryptocurrency. But this is seeping into pop culture and major media, you know, CNBC And MSNBC, CNN, like all these news sources, when they get to the trading and market talk, they're starting to do crypto at the end of the segment and have it be its own segment. And when you start seeing stuff like that, it's really infiltrated a big part of the world already. And it's really not going anywhere. I mean, it's really an exciting time right now. 
the whole yeah. OTC uh, ecosystem, man. The OTC world is uh, is very interesting. I mean, you have J.P. Morgan executive Jamie Dimon, who basically threatened his entire staff and banking system if anybody bought Bitcoin. He went out publicly and said he would fire them. And then two weeks later, he went out and two of his uh, firms in Europe bought over three million euros worth of cryptocurrency. So they're buying on the dip. There's a lot of hedge funds out there buying. I get phone calls at least six or seven a week from hedge funds looking to buy uh, BTC. So the market is definitely hot right now, um, now that the price is, is a little bit lower. I think everybody last year when it went crazy, everybody jumped in on it and it really didn't have stability. This past six months, the price of Bitcoin kind of stabled out around 6000 It stayed there for a while. We believed that it was going to dip again. It did. And uh, now it's showing some stability again. And it's starting to rise as we speak. Today, uh, it started going above the 3500 mark. And it's now you know hitting four to 4500 maybe five by March. And Bitcoin's been really showing a lot more stability than it was a year ago. There's an interesting part of the OTC world I think there's a lot of misperceptions about it because that's where giant transactions happen. So someone might buy $50 million worth of Bitcoin in an OTC deal privately. You're not going to see that activity on the exchanges. So that's not going to spike Bitcoin's price like $500 and then have the world see like, oh, okay, we're okay now. Someone just like jumped in or the institutional money just jumped in. The institutional money, they're not buying like one Bitcoin at a time on the public exchanges. So some reporting is starting to come out of how much money is actually being transferred on OTC deals. And we're talking about billions of dollars. So that is not reflected in the market price now. And that's why people like, uh, I think his name's Tom Lee and you know other analysts are saying the actual real price of Bitcoin should be around like $12,000 right now based on activity in the OTC markets. So it's just something to be aware of uh, when you're looking at the big picture of this. Right, Walt? Would you? Absolutely. And what a lot of the private sellers have all their coin in, in cold storage wallets. So you don't really see those transactions happening as much as what's going on in the marketplace. I think that's absolutely accurate of what's going on right now. And the big companies are out there trying to buy as much Bitcoin as they possibly can get their hands on. I'm dealing with a a pretty big hedge fund out in New York, dealing with the CEO directly, and they want to buy every single coin we have. Yeah, because they know, Walt, like when the market shifts out of bear mode, which we're very close to that doing, once it goes into bull season for maybe the next 18 months or so, once it flips, it's going to be very difficult to buy it. It's going to be moving so fast. I've been through these like <laughs> these bull runs a few times now, and it's it's euphoric, and it happens so fast. So if you're not prepared, you miss out on like two or three X in the, in the early stages of a uh, bull season. Plus, if you're just investing money uh, into Coinbase, there's a hold. Like there's a one week hold before you can uh, transfer your currency. That, that's just how they do it right now. So. You're not going to have the opportunity. You're not going to have seven days to sit and watch. And that's why the smart money, the institutions, they're scooping up as much as they can right now. And they're not really concerned about the price. 
being at like 3,700 or, or 4,000 because it's a long-term play. They're going to hold on to it for a few years and make like 10 or 20 X or more on their money. Probably more. Yeah. So what's interesting is how, you know, the financial institutes, like said, hedge funds, CNBC, I mean, it's in their conversation. There's a lot of trading platforms, robotic trading platforms that are actually starting to trade uh, a variety of coin. So we're talking Bitcoin. Talk a little bit more about just the broader digital currency. I mean, you know, we're in a project together. People want to know, you know, more about that. And purchasing that, all of my questions go to asklaurel.com. So if you're out there and you want to know how to get involved with David Wald, our project, go to asklaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. And you put in your name, your phone number, email, and just ask a question, make a request and say, I want to, you know, know more about it. I want to put some money to work, you know, things like that. So if you're, you know, want a deeper conversation, let us know. At the end of our podcast, we're also going to be announcing a four-week educational webinar we're going to be doing around this. You know, there's so much sophistication around it, yet the general population, back to our early, you know, statement, less than 4% are involved in it, less than 30% know about it. So, you know, talk a little bit about what you think 2019. Is it going to be a pivotal year? Is it, or are we going to have another year where a few people know about it, other people don't? Or do you think this will be one of our pivotal years of really going more of a critical mass? What do you guys think? Let's do some predictions. Well, what I see here is during bear markets in the, in the cryptocurrency world, in the blockchain world, the smart folks are working on infrastructure and development. And that's what they've done in uh, 2018. It, w- it was a down year for the market, but the people building these new platforms and building the integration with uh, blockchain and crypto, they just put their head down the entire year and just have been working because they want to prepare for the next wave, like the third wave of what's going on here. But a couple more stats. I mean, we yesterday, January 3rd, so we just passed the 10-year anniversary of the first block being mined on Bitcoin, 2009, January 3rd. And so this is a, a new asset class. And there, there's always these kind of checkpoints that I think it's smart to give out when you're explaining this stuff is that it shouldn't be looked at the same as like the US dollar, you know, <laughs> like, like people trying to, you definitely see some bashers out there in the media with cryptocurrencies, you know, trying to point out its uh, flaws and everything with it. But it just passed uh, 10 years and it's a new asset class. And I mean, there's just as many people or more that are excited and proud of where it's become in that short period of time. And the blockchain technology, I mean, that's to me, that's uh, more exciting just being a developer. But they do kind of go hand in hand, blockchain and crypto. Blockchain technology is what's underneath Bitcoin. And so that was the first blockchain that was created. But the industry has been 10 years, right? I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, very few. I mean, maybe what some 0.00% even knew about it 10 years ago or even had a conversation. Uh, Less than that. Yeah. There's like five zeros in there, I think. But let me say this one list, Walt, and then I'll, I'll pass it off to you, man. The industries that are getting disrupted majorly disrupted right now is growing. I mean, we're talking about banking and payments. We're enabling people in uh, third world countries to bank where they otherwise couldn't. Mm-hmm. Talking about cybersecurity, supply chain management, you know, insurance companies, forecasting prediction markets, 
cloud flow and transportation, data storage, charity tracking, voting is a huge one, government operations, healthcare, energy management, music, which I've dug as deep as a human can go in the in this space, retail, real estate. And then, I mean, there's there's other stuff. So like, like the cannabis industry, which is, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to uh, later on with uh, what Laurel's been looking into. But yeah. this movement is massive. I mean, I, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> so, Walt, do you have any else? Anything else on that? Yeah, I mean, the whole artificial intelligence, the other part of it, when that all kind of folds into this big plan of uh, the blockchain I mean, it just opens up technology for entrepreneurs like the world's never seen. It's pretty unbelievable. I mean, I was in Collision um, in New Orleans and and actually a web summit. And two years ago, there was nothing. And almost every single project now has something to do with the blockchain. So every entrepreneur, every company, startup is all going towards blockchain technology. And of course, crypto, this really also kind of uh, changes the way uh, VC companies even operate. I think it's a huge threat to them because now it has allowed entrepreneurs to fund their projects and allow cryptocurrency to be the uh, mechanism of funding. And, you know, there's lots of ways to use crypto. Of course, we, we did not go that route, right, David? But, you know, there's a lot of projects out there that actually raise the money off the cryptocurrency. So there's, there's just so many uses and so many ways to use this whole new way of life for startups and technology and artificial intelligence. It's all coming. It's In fact, it's coming so big that companies like IBM are now into it. They're building their own blockchain. I heard Amazon was working on something. Overstock.com already has their own cryptocurrency. There's, you know, major companies and all the new companies that are coming into the marketplace are going into this. One thing I was told to by a pretty, pretty substantial uh, attorney at a law firm was that the valuation of your company is worth 10 times more if you're using any type <laughs> of uh, blockchain technology. And that, yeah. that's, that's so significant. And what does that tell you? That means that investors and everybody else that's out there really is interested in anything that's tied to blockchain because they know it's the future. A a sophisticated investor is going to recognize that this is the future. There's no turning back. This is everything that we're going towards is blockchain and cryptocurrency. The altcoins, you know, are expected to make huge gains, maybe 20 times over what they're worth right now because of the small dip that we had. There's some that are going to fall off and there's going to be brand new ones that are going to come to the front of the line. And there's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there, David. I mean, yeah, altcoin uh, investing and trading is compelling because in a bull market, they always grow much larger than Bitcoin does. But also keep in mind in a bear market, they drop further than Bitcoin does. So an example is like maybe Bitcoin goes up 3x, the altcoin market could go up like 7x. So if you're an active investor like that, I've been through this cycle a a couple times now where as the bull market is really uh, gaining steam, I'm moving my money into altcoins because I'm getting a much greater return. And then uh, when the market is flat or if you want to cash out or short it, it depends on what your trading strategy is. It's important to keep that in mind. 
Because uh, I, I think the newbie mentality is just to keep everything in Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is not where the smartest and most active development is happening. Like, so speak it, to that a little yeah. bit. Like, I do think that's something, you know, currently what's being understood is that it is all Bitcoin. So speak to not only the other industries, and also just the transactable currencies in addition to Bitcoin. I mean, there's a lot, as we met, Eric, you know, one of our other partners has, what, 50 coins? I think you guys probably have up to those many coins. And I just want to presence that because I don't think people realize how many coins and how many digital currency are available. Yeah. So Bitcoin's like, it's obviously it's the grandfather. I mean, that's where it all started. So it's deeply rooted into this ecosystem in a sense that that's what coins are traded against at all the major exchanges. So when you join a crypto exchange, just like you join E-Trade or Scott Trade, you log in and you go make trades with these altcoins, but the pairing is Bitcoin. It's not traded against USD, although they're starting to allow trading against Tether, which is a stable coin that follows the US dollar. So Bitcoin being so deeply rooted in the ecosystem, dominating the ecosystem for you know three or four years before Ethereum and uh, XRP and Bitcoin Cash and all these other coins came up. It really established its base and that it's not going to go anywhere. It's never really going to go anywhere. I mean, it's considered digital gold right now. It's just like a store of value because it takes, you know, 30 to 40 minutes to send someone Bitcoin when you do a transfer. And the altcoins, like if I send you Litecoin or BitShares and EOS, those show up in seconds. So people are like, well, you think about the real world use case when you integrate it into your business for payments or rewards or however you design it, you want to use a currency that is as fast as possible. So that's why Bitcoin is not like the native currency or native token of all these platforms that are being built right now. Does that make sense, Laura? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to add something too with you know investing in the altcoins. It's very important that someone, when they're looking, especially being new to crypto, that they look at the project. When this all started, it was kind of the Wild West and people were putting ideas out on napkins and saying, hey, I have an idea for a coin. And people were investing, not knowing anything about the project, the team, anything that was really going on with what they were trying to do. And I think the SEC and and different government agencies, not only in the United States, but overseas, has really not regulated it to a bad point, but maybe a good point to get rid of those napkin type ideas and protect the consumer. So there's a lot of regulation right now that uh, companies have to follow. And it's important to invest in the ones that are following those regulations, the ones that have the biggest chance of success, the ones that do have a great team and have recruited all the experts to their team and really I think it even goes beyond that, and I'm sure David will agree with me, the, the projects that are already up and running, that are implementing and developing more and more blockchain technology into their projects. So the idea on the napkin is probably run away and do not put your money in those projects. The ones that are more developed and you can actually see, physically see that, hey, this company is actually already using this technology. They've already developed it and they're getting some traction in the marketplace and look at their team. They're the the investments that you want to jump on. Yeah. And I mean, like 
on the legal aspect, I mean, there's specialized blockchain lawyers already. <laughs> a lot of lawyers are kind of moving into this space and now all of their clients are in the blockchain development world. So that's what we use. That's what I use. That's what Walt and I have used together as a SEC lawyer, securities lawyer, and a blockchain lawyer to go through the whole program because uh, there is some red tape to go through on the development side because it's it's like you're building a machine of perpetual motion, which is technically impossible because it breaks the laws of thermodynamics. But maybe a better example is like a wind turbine. You know, like, a, you know, yeah. sustainable wind turbine where, you know, the wind is like the open source. The wind in terms of blockchain development is this giant open source movement that is driving all this stuff. You know, people, money, a lot of smart minds just just pouring into this. But, yeah, I agree with that, Walt. And so let's just I know we could continue to talk. Those of you that are out interested in this conversation, we are going to be doing a webinar and again, if you're interested in that, you can uh, reach it a few different ways. Always go to asklaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com, put in your information there. But in the next few weeks, we're going to be starting a four-week webinar series with some Q&A down to just, I'm going to say, tactical, how to even get on a platform from uh, your you know, initial accounts. We'll be talking through for those that are brand new and then those who actually want to do projects that are more advanced uh, will you know, be supporting those who want to do that as well. The other place to just get signed up for our webinar is integratedwealthsystems.com. It's our uh, brand new launch platform, new branding, moving from the Live Out Loud brand to integratedwealthsystems.com, coming live within the next week. And if you put in integratedwealthsystems.com forward slash crypto, there you will find our four-week webinar with a bunch of bonuses that you'll be able to sign up for and hear more from uh, these two amazing gentlemen. But before we leave, I just I want to go back to your lawyer comment and just talk about the SEC. Because, you know, the SEC, I must say, was blind to this for quite a while and now very involved. So just speak to that like you just did. I mean, the prediction of not only lawyers, there's accountants. I mean, our lead accountant just went to some crypto classes on how the taxation of uh, all of this is going to happen. Right, so this is all new policy, new laws, which I love being on the front and making up the rules, because if you're on the front, you get a lot to say about it. Yeah. So talk about the SEC and the, the legal side of this. I'll go first, Walt, if you don't mind. I'm sure Walt has some thoughts on this, too, is just going through this process with Talent Joe, which is what we work on together. But I've been through this with several others before that, and I've, I've seen this ebb and flow of regulatory involvement in this space. And there's still no clear answers right now because the disconnect is that the regulatory agencies try and basically take this new paradigm and try and pull it back into laws that were established in the 30s and 40s, like, you know, the Howey test when coming up with securities. So, that's kind of the debate that is going on and it's going on in Congress. You know, there's all the politicians are meeting with leaders in this space, trying to come up with the correct laws. And there's a lot of opinions about it and it's just kind of bumping along. But what is starting to get controlled is, is like Walt said before is, is the ICO approach in terms of uh, crowdfunding because everyone and their brother was starting to do it in 2017. And I was part of a couple of those myself where massive sums of money were being raised and nothing was being produced, like not even a website, like nothing was being built. 
Some of them took a year to put a website up. Some of them just disappeared. So that kind of alerted, that alerted like some uh, regulatory bodies in the SEC because they want to make sure that that just doesn't continue to happen. And and I agree with that part. I mean, who who wants like a million tokens on the exchange? I mean, they're, I always tell people, it's like, if you don't have a wide use case, like if where thousands and tens of thousands or even millions of people are going to use the token for your platform, then I'm not sure that you should build it because people try and create this like giant cryptocurrency and they don't really think about the market and it just kind of like fizzles out in that manner. So it's a new way that's going on. And that it's what we did with Talent Joe, which is we're, we're not doing an ICO. We're taking this approach of, you know, seed investment, private funding. We already have the website built and development is going to parallel like the growth of the market. And that's what I am very confident is going to be the future of uh, development in this way is that investors are going to want to see the reality of what you're building at the same time that the market is kind of growing and expanding. Yeah. What do you think, Walt? Yeah, I agree 100% with what you said. I, the SEC needed to do something. It was too much the Wild West out there. And then legit projects like ours, they fall into the category of, oh, it's all bad and everything like that. And, and it's not true. There, there's so many great projects out there and people taking the time and doing it the right way. And by these government agencies kind of overseeing, I agree that they're in a difficult situation because they're using 19, 20, 30-year-old laws to govern the new, and it's not working. So they're they're trying to figure it out. They, I think, haven't been extending their arm too much or getting people in trouble. The ones that are completely at fault for the napkin ideas they they have aggressively gone after (laughs) Uh, and and rightfully so but i think it needs to be there and it's something that is a good thing for projects that are doing it the right way i mean one more thing walt i gotta add it's like the the argument against is that it stifles innovation if if, you know regulation is going to hold stuff back but as the debate is happening countries like estonia countries like malta like Malta's considered blockchain island. I just watched a documentary on this. Cayman Islands, you know, these these different countries where their uh, governments are coming out. It's like, hey, you know, we're we're one hundred percent okay with uh, blockchain development in our country. We support cryptocurrency. That's our stance. So what's happening is is businesses are pouring in to those countries, those small countries, and it's exploding their economy. And they're starting to become leaders in terms of the jurisdictional agility. So the debate is going to continue on because people yeah. are like, well, uh, so American, what people in America, we're just going to watch the rest of the world just like uh, <laughs> explode with this technology. And we're, we're just going to be stuck and have to like go overseas and set up an office in Malta just to be a part of this. Like that's the debate. And I, and I, I agree with that. I, I think we got to, they got to move faster. <laughs> I mean, they're sitting on their thumbs in the, in Congress. On yep. them, but yeah, they're they're going to push a lot of innovation away overseas if they don't do the right things. They can't overregulate this. They have to let entrepreneurs be able to use this and and use it in a good way, but also have some rules in place. I don't think it needs to be overregulated. I think we're getting there, David. I think it's you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of uh, good things 
was a bill that was put in a couple weeks ago to specifically you know, address these issues and not stifle innovation. Yeah. Well, listen, you guys, we are past our time. We could continue this conversation, and we're going to. So, again, those of you that want to know more, uh, stay on the leading edge. Even look at some of the different opportunities um, that we've talked about, and we'll be uh, creating more and more projects together. So it's very exciting. I know we have one that uh, as soon as our distribution is a little further along in our cannabis business, we're going to be putting in our own coin called the Tangine coin, which will be allowed and uh, accepted through our distribution channels in the cannabis space. So exciting times. And I'm with you guys. I think the financial and I would say financial industry, specifically the United States, is going to get leapfrogged. It already is. And for a leading great nation, we're way behind. Way behind. In, in this um, one, yes, it, we are. I agree. In this agree. one, we're way behind. Yeah, well, and in a lot of the, actually, even the cannabis spaces, we But are that doesn't mean that you can't totally. build on it, Laurel. That doesn't mean you have to oh, give I know. You just It's just oh. a couple extra steps, you know, but, yeah. Yep, and I think the invitation for those of you that are out listening is to just engage, you know, start learning. That's how anything begins is you got to start learning. My key phrase is lean in and learn because uh, otherwise you'll be uh, left behind. So, again, if you go to integratedwealthsystems.com forward slash crypto, you can get signed up for our webinar. Um, it will become evergreen. So if you're listening to this podcast later in the year, you didn't miss it. It will be a standing evergreen conversation that we will continue to have. So stay in touch for more of our conversation. David Walt, thanks for being on today. And uh, we'll be back on Laurel's Real Money Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.